astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Hello, Kate. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Did I surprise you there? So official. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm good. good. Well, welcome to the last week of August. I swear this month just, I blinked and it was gone. Uh, But uh, to, right. I think the Halloween and the Christmas items in the store is not helping. <laughs> True. I, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Even though I did do some Halloween shopping this past you week. Well, <laughs> you're the reason they, you're the reason they do that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so today we thought we would start with just a few Mars and Gemini stories stories. You know, we had two podcasts already covering this, but it is is such a big deal, right? We've talked about Mars usually only spends about two and a half months in each sign. We're seeing it happen for, um, almost seven months. So even just a weekend, we both have a handful of stories, so we won't bore you with all of them, but we want to just give you some real life ways that people are experiencing these, even just the feedback already that I've had from clients. Um, from there, we're going to talk about Mercury retrograde because uh, we are already within the shadow period of uh, that. And then we're going to end it with something that we spoke quite a bit about in 2021, uh, the Saturn and Uranus square. Those planets will be retrograding and coming within about a degree of each other. So we thought we need to probably bring that up to see if there's going to be a final, uh, maybe storyline to that conjunction. Yes, absolutely. So mom, do you want to start with any of maybe the stories that you've already, I've got to to stand up and speak on behalf of Scorpios out there because I suspect, uh, and, and you may remember, if not, I'll fill you in again, that for Scorpios, that Mars going into Gemini would, would, would correlate to the solar eighth house, which um, of, um, of Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So if that makes some sense. I mean, we have your natal chart. You can look to see where Gemini is, but just to talk in general to all Scorpios, it would be going into their solar eighth house. And th- that's very valid. Well, this past week, I mean, this all just kicked off uh, basically. Uh, and within this first week, Within the first five days, I took a very large donation uh, to Goodwill. Goodwill is Scorpio, eighth house, recycling goods, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Gemini, the, the trip, they've been stacking, stack, stacking up. And now, okay, put them in the trunk, get them there, drive them there, that whole thing. Then just we a side out. note, just a side note. Yeah. I spoke to a Scorpio this week that literally got hired at Goodwill. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, well, there's another type of example there. Yeah. So again, uh, we had a meeting with our financial person this week, and we had major transactions going on, kicking off a few retirement plans, closing out some accounts for major transactions. And I know you're going to talk about a little bit about Mercury retrograde, but two of those transactions already have been flubbed up. Mm. <laughs> 
we already thank goodness we found out about it very quickly and now we're having to refill out paperwork to get that straightened away but again retirement issues insurance issues those are all very likely to be happening around scorpios yeah. Um, uh, and then I had a, a, a connection with the Social Security this uh, to fill out forms for them to activate some benefits. Again, shared monies, eighth house. Again, Scorpios, how they're reacting to Mars being in Gemini, their solar eighth house. Um, we had a contractor issue. Contractor came out, you know, looked at all the bad install that was done around, you know, a project here at the house. And now talking about what they're going to do you know, to rectify all these issues. And then on top of all that, I had a mammogram, a DEXA scan, all the diagnostic testing. So this was a very full week. And yeah. that was, I thought it was a kickoff, kickoff to Mars and Gemini. And remember, I always think this, I don't know, I've never, no one's ever written this or I've never seen it, but Mars is in Gemini. That happens about every two and a half years, right? Yep. In theory though, think of it as Mars as a person, as a, you know, it doesn't know. Does it know already that it's going to turn retrograde? It already has up its sleeve. It already knows the little trickster that it's going to become. Because mm. these were all complicated issues. And they're not even all resolved as of today, except my drop off at, uh, at Goodwill. <laughs> okay. Take that back. Because some of the things, do you know this? You can't, um, you can't donate any baby stuff to Goodwill. I did not know that. They don't because they say there's uh, sometimes there's recalls on these items. So they don't just take anything related to babies. Now, I assume they take clothes, but other than that. Oh, interesting. So I thought that was very interesting. So anyhow, I still got some of the stuff in my trunk. So that isn't even complete yet. Okay. But uh, uh, well, those are I mean, that's a that's a handful of stories for your first week. Yeah, it was um, as an Aquarius um, hitting my solar fifth house, which is all about stamina, what platform do you show up on? Um, mm -hmm. So since Mars has entered Gemini, I've been on two other people's platforms or podcasts. Oh. So I have had a chance to kind of shine um, mm -hmm. communication wise, obviously my voice um, mm -hmm. on other people's platforms. And I, the stamina thing is what gets me because I you guys have probably heard my voice hasn't been as strong the last uh, couple podcasts. Like I've had something kind of lingering here. And so my stamina has been uh, what challenged, I would say <laughs> there has been some drained, focus on drained, right? drained. Yes. Um, but because I'm a Pisces rising, if I look at my actual natal chart, uh, Mars is sitting in my fourth house of home, which of course mm -hmm. that does not sound pleasant. And so I was a little concerned about what does this next seven months look like, but because mm -hmm. of my cough, you know, me and my partner have decided to sleep in separate rooms right. just so it doesn't wake him up, you know, and that, you know, anyone that is used to sleeping with their partner, of course, like that can, it just makes the whole house you, you you're waking up by yourself. It makes right, it exactly. a little unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a very good Mars in the solar fifth house would be draining. Right. Absolutely. Like yeah. where's my energy. Right. Yeah. And then it's funny that you're talking about paperwork because my um, partner, Mikey is a triple Gemini. So that means yeah. that this Mars retrograde is aspecting his ascendant, his sun and his moon. So of yeah. course, all eyes have been on him. <laughs> is he oh, going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just when it comes to paperwork, uh, he got something in the mail that you know, you could send back, it was like a post pre post stamped envelope, right. uh, something with the credit union. And yeah. he swears up and down that I must've thrown away this envelope because oh, he right. find the envelope uh -huh. to send it back. Yes. Um, 
And yeah. so it's just been kind of an ongoing like joke, like, well, you must have thrown away that envelope. I'm like, I didn't touch your envelope. <laughs> I didn't touch it. Right. But it is kind of a hiccup that we're having with this paperwork because the paperwork would benefit me. It's about me getting me some policy that he qualifies for, right. you know, something small, but isn't we can't find the envelope. <laughs> isn't that interesting? Well, Mars in Gemini is, I mean, what's the big, big story in the headlines right now? Uh, about uh, President the Trump, Gemini I, of them all, <laughs> the yeah, loudest Gemini of the loudest Gemini of them all of Miss President Trump, and uh, his controversy is all around boxes of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Now, they happen to be official stuff, you know, uh, but this is it. How it can stir up paper. Yeah, who's got the form? It, and you know, I could go back to my issues I had. They they filled out the wrong forms that we needed. So we have to have a whole new set of forms now, you know, to do what we really want to have done with the monies. Uh, just classic. So paperwork stories are, are swirling around. And I thought it would give us a better viewpoint of, you know, Mars and Gemini. The darker side of it is intimidation, using words to scare people, to intimidate people, to threaten people, or well, not even... Yeah, but even not even words, but innuendo. It's just, you know, kind of like that look on your face, like, well, or, you know, like something else is going to happen. So you can kind of insinuate. Uh, Mars and Gemini is like hush money, giving, you know, getting people to stop talking. What if I give you this? And maybe you won't open your mouth and say something. Mm-hmm. And real extortion, you know, really big topics. Now, again, I understand that I don't think we're going to know any Geminis that are going to be directly involved in most of those topics, right? <laughs> right. Hopefully we not. Hope, we hope not. But we just have to, we can see it. That's the language being used in headlines. Right. And speculation, obviously, yeah. a lot of speculation about what's going on there. So even though Mars is not retrograde yet, you know, a lot of these stories that we've talked about have felt like already retrograde stories because things aren't right. going the right yeah. way. But I am curious because typically like Mars and Gemini, they're not like BFFs. They're not very close. Right. And like right. in Mars is all about action. It's driven. It can be a little hot headed. And is it possible that just like we're being kind of rash, right. Or things are coming quickly. And so they're not being carefully done. Mm. Mm-hmm just because Mars is really that action. Then we have the Gemini, which is the communication and the paperwork that maybe there's not a lot of planning going behind. And that's why it can feel like there's a lot of hiccups in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would think to all of our, you know, Gemini friends out there, um, you know, tackle your paper, you know, and, and to be honest, you have to take it to completion, right? Yeah. (laughs) Don't put it down and forget about it again. So you have to carry those paper, the paperwork through to conclusion. And the other side of it is to really steer clear of gossip under this energy, right? right. How gossip can sometimes really do a, what do they call those things when they throw them and they come back to you? Boomerang. 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 Yeah. They can boomerang on you. They, you know, that you, you now look like the person that, you know, was spreading this word when, you know, you were just the hundredth person to, to hear it and repeat it. So you really need to stay clear of those uh, kind of those unkind words that can get slung about. Absolutely. So if we change gears and move to Mercury retrograde, I'm realizing now that I misspoke because I'm already into September in my head, Uh, Mm -hmm. but we will be in the shadow period as of September 
10th. Oh, no. Yeah. No, it's, we're here. We're yeah. here in the shadow period. Saturday, the okay. 27th. It's our, we're, we're in. Oh, we are. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was re- misreading my notes. Okay. We are in the shadow period. Yeah. Oh, it goes no, direct. Okay. So uh, Mercury will retrograde at eight degrees of Libra on September 10th. Yes. So we are in the shadow period. So standard mm-hmm. drill with Mercury retrograde. Um, if you've, if you've heard about it before, of course, things like double check paperwork, double check your appointments, of course, clear up any miscommunication that you can. And from just a very positive standpoint, uh, the retrograde rules, anything that begins with re. So I do say channel that energy to really work towards your benefit where engage in activities like, oh, I'm going to redo that bedroom. I'm going to reorganize this filing cabinet. I'm going to rearrange my spice rack. So anything that we're going back and doing, oh, I'm revamping my menus. I'm revamping my website. Anything like that is really supported. And that's kind of an easy way to manipulate the energy. So you don't feel like you've fallen victim to Mercury messing up your plans. Well, you know, and there's a whole nother let's make a game out of it. Let's have a little more fun with this concept of Mercury retrograde, because I like what you're saying about, you know, finish things up, but you know, I certainly have vivid memories. I know you're still actively going out, going on site with feng shui consultations. I don't do that anymore, but I have vivid memories sometimes of walking into people's homes and I, you know, I wouldn't be in there more than 10, 15 minutes. And I realized, oh my God, this is unfinished. That's unfinished. Things that are unfinished that are sitting out, simple mm-hmm. things, pro, you know, projects where clearly they're in the process of, you know, doing something and that there's all the tools laying there still, uh, you know, it hasn't been picked up or craft projects or decorating projects like, well, we ran out of money or we ran out of ideas. So now we're just hanging there waiting to make another decision. Yeah. Go walk through your house, right? Have you ever done that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, it, aren't you amazed where you catch yourself where, you know, just something's left in a, you know, on the counter where it needs to be put in the drawer. I mean, just simple, simple things like that. Right. But just things that have, that are unfinished. It'd be a great way to kick off this mercury retrograde. Yeah. Challenge yourself and see how few you can find. But I suspect some people are going to have five, 10 things that they find that are unfinished. Yeah. And if you make a note of it now, and then it gives you kind of some activities to do during that time period to eat up the energy. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, Speaking about feng shui, mom and me are hosting our third uh, class on September 16th will be the next class. So it will be a Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, We're changing up the date this time, just to see maybe Friday afternoon might work better for some people. Um, very unique class. You get one-on-one time with mom and me, the classes do cap at 10 people and it will be another feng shui class. The first one went so well, we're really excited to to do another one where, um, you submit a picture of your house, maybe an area that you're looking for insight, suggestions, improvements. The area has you stuck, um, and mom and me will speak to that uh, during the class. And it's really cool because you get to hear everyone else's stories as well and learn from their pictures. So um, that is that link is active on both of our websites. So secure your ticket today for that class on Friday, September 16th. Yeah, you know, and it was, you mentioned it, but, you know, we looked, we were looking at pictures of dining rooms, 
We looked at a picture of a living room. We looked at an office. We looked at, I think, two different bedrooms. We a were business. all the yeah. we were outside even on one of the homes. So the idea is you learned a lot by thinking, oh my gosh, you know, and I got feedback definitely back about what they learned from somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a fun class. The format is unique. You generally get lectures, straight lectures in about do this, don't do this. But when you actually, it gets very personal when you've got, that's your bedroom, that's yeah. your kitchen that we're looking at. Absolutely. And then you see it from a fresh perspective as well. Even uh, you know, what uh, someone had mentioned during the class, like obviously they took the picture of their home, but then once they saw the picture in like the slideshow that we you know, very easy slideshow, but put the picture up so everyone in the class can see it. Uh, you know, they, she mentioned, oh, now I'm kind of embarrassed seeing that picture. I know, right. but it is it is a way to look at your space in a different light by taking a picture of your space and look at the picture. Are you proud of it? What do you see in the picture that you don't usually see when you just look at the space in real life? Right. So with that said, would love to see you in that class next month. Let's get into how uh, Mercury retrograde will affect all 12 of the signs really quick. Yeah. So let's start with Aries and that, that Mercury retrograde, this would be for all Aries, it's solar astrology, it'd be in their seventh house. So they could be seeing uh, some fluctuation within partner, uh, changes that have to be accommodated to accommodate partner under this energy. Uh, I'd be honest, maybe they don't like, maybe they're getting, you know, a difficult time in getting along in relationships, even with that retrograde sitting there in the house of partnership could be just more communication issues between relationships obviously yes yeah. or they're saying we need to talk yeah. <laughs> we need to make a list of everything we need to talk about absolutely yeah. um for taurus it's hitting your sixth house of service and health so again that could be redoing menus redoing your website uh, this could be rethinking how you serve or how you work of course, I would be cautious about miscommunications around work. Um, and if for any reason you were doing any sort of major health diagnosis, uh, you might want to get a second opinion uh, with it in that sixth house of health once Mercury is direct again. Right. Gemini, it would be affecting their fifth house. So if you have children, there could be a lot of dropping of this board and picking up this board or backing out of something. Children's, their schedules could be a little hectic or crazy. Juggling could be going on there. Uh, and on a real positive note, you might want to you know, think about what your hobbies are and think about what, what have you let go of that you don't, didn't want to, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you put the tennis racket away and maybe let's dig it back out now. Now I'm, I want to get back out on tennis. So it's, it's looking at your uh, physical activity, uh, maybe putting uh, more focus on that, those, what your passions could be. Um, uh, Anyhow, it's, it's a children, I think would be the big, big topic there. Yeah. Um, for cancers, it'll be retrograding in your fourth house of home. So of course, any projects, kind of that feng shui project, um, not project, but a little test we gave you walk around the house, yes. what needs to be done, what, what hasn't been finished, uh, very pertinent to cancers. Cause I think you might be more concerned about what's going on, um, in the home. If you already have stuff that's, oh, I'm going to, we're going to have a contractor come in under this energy. Again, you might expect some hiccups or some delays with the work. Right. Uh, because it rules the family as well. There just could be some more communication issues between family me- members. 
Right. Well, Leo has it in their in their third house. So this ties back to paperwork again. Mm -hmm. uh, we know paperwork is in the conversation today. Mars and Gemini, Mercury retrograde. It's all paperwork. But I would really think Leo's would be faced with that. So watch those license expirations, uh, possibly study for the tests where the uh, certification that you're looking for, and maybe issues with siblings, uh, maybe dialing somebody up that we haven't talked to in a long time, trying to renew an old friendship or get back in the swing of it. Yeah. Or conflict with neighbors. Yeah, or yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, for Virgos hitting that solar second house. So there could be um, some reconsideration on monies, how you're spending monies. Of course, if there was anything like, oh, that bank transfer, I would definitely double check that to make sure yeah. that uh, the monies are being yeah. moved around uh, based on what you're interested in doing. Uh, mm -hmm. Second house does have a, a kind of a layer of emotional milestones or love because yeah. it's what we value. So again, there could be some rethinking about what you value, again, where you're spending your money, what you're putting your time into. You know, I, I like I get to do Libra because, uh, you know, husband, my husband's a Libra, Bill, yep. your dad. And, uh, you know, he just got a second book published and just came mm -hmm. in the mail today. So oh, he's awesome. holding and so that's good uh, in the first house though we always think of a lot of focus on communications on words well he's holding his book in his hand awesome. and uh, again that's an accomplishment so bravo right on that yes. level took a long time years in the making so to speak so there's a very positive viewpoint of mercury retrograde uh, yeah, that it, yeah. we can see the it comes back to you all the work you've done sometimes you get some rewards for that particularly if it's in the literary area that would be a, a, a nice one but again uh, distribution issues things of that nature could certainly propped up over this next uh, couple of months nice uh, for Scorpios hitting the solar 12th house, I like to think of the 12th house as like the basement. Um, so I would think there'd be maybe a lot of revisiting that's happened is happening for Scorpios where again, you're revisiting an old project, you're re revisiting an old pain point, you're revisiting something from the past and addressing it. So it, I think out of all the ones that we've talked about so far, so far, the Scorpio one might be a little bit more hidden or a little bit more private where other people maybe not don't see it because it might be happening more on a personal level or behind the scenes. Sure. Sure. Uh, Sagittarius that's happening in their 11th house, which is just generally who you're hanging with uh, group activities, you know, where one person says, meet me at five and the other person heard six. And all of a sudden we're all over the map. We're not, we're missing each other, so to speak. Uh, so there could be difficulty in getting groups together getting yeah. them on the same page, certainly that level of it. And there could be some new groups, more importantly, some new groups falling out of a group, maybe finding a new other group and sometimes being bumped off into a different circle of people and maybe not liking it, but I would hang in there and see what comes out of it. Yeah. For Capricorns, um, hitting your solar 10th house. Uh, I don't, you know, with this placement, I be, might be kind of aware of what your communication looks like with men, <laughs> oh. especially like authority figures, um, like bosses, police officers, anyone that a parent, anyone that kind of holds authority over you in some regard, I might be a little bit more cautious about what the communication looks like from that standpoint. Um, of course, and then we can take it to career how you're showing up in the world. So, uh, whether that's, oh, I'm putting out an article, 
right? I would double check it, triple check it, make sure that the wording makes sense. There aren't errors, but this is definitely a much more public uh, place in the chart. Well, interesting that you mentioned publications because Aquarius is the ninth house, which is publications. So yeah, yeah you be very careful. You're submitting things to be uh, printed or, you know, beware of, uh, you know, what do you call it when you get your words twisted around and, you know, right. say something kind of an embarrassing yeah, exactly. So um, that could be the case. But uh, Mercury retrograde, you may inquire, you may look into, oh, am I, should I take this course? May weigh that out. Is that worth it? How much is it going to cost? What's it going to get me? So yeah. the, I yeah. would think that you would be looking, poking your nose like a little hummingbird, poke, poking your beak into new areas to see, hmm, is this what I need to learn? Would this be beneficial for me professionally and or personally? Absolutely. Um, and also it can put some focus on, uh, travel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. M making travel plans, yeah. making travel plans, actually going on trips under this energy, but it's a great one for doing the research yeah. for a future trip. Yep. And then lastly, we have Pisces hitting, uh, that solar eighth house. So, um, similar to the Virgo could put some, definitely some focus on money, uh, maybe more significant money transactions or we're refinancing a home. Uh, we're closing a, a major account out. We're doing some investing things. So again, I would double check, triple check anything that has to do with money or investments and, Absolutely. uh, eighth house as well. Like anything that kind of has been laying beneath the surface, the idea of it kind of coming back up because Mercury can be a little bit of a trickster. Certainly can. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Mercury retrograde before we talk about the Saturn Uranus uh, square that will expand? No, I, I just would add the obvious. It's Mars, um, what Mars in Gemini and Mercury in retrograde really is ramping up the Mercury retrograde. Yeah. It's that combination that I think is going to make it more. Uh, I think there's going to be more exaggerated stories. Right. Because of that combination happening at the same time. But yeah. yeah, and and the third thing that I know we're going to talk about that's Saturn squaring Uranus. Saturn's in Aquarius, Uranus is in Taurus. They're squaring each other. We talked a lot about this in 2021, right? Yes. Yeah, we, we had, had three distinct squares that happened in 2021. And we talked about them each time. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of the clash of the Titans. We have Saturn, who is the rule maker, very authoritative, uh, very predictable, even when we talk about Saturn coming up against Uranus, right. which is chaotic. It's mis mischievous, mischievous. It's kind of a breaker yeah. of the rules. Um, so you see this conservative versus progressive, the security versus maybe the sense of adventure the, you know, the age versus the youth, right? You see these kind of old concepts coming up against new concepts, which can feel very uh, uncomfortable to some people, of course, other people might find it very exciting, but it is the breaking down of tradition or oh, what we've always known. Status quo, the status quo. Yeah. So yeah. whether we're talking, uh, you know, where the abortion laws are, where they're going, how they're changing, uh, or whether we're talking about uh, the FBI, which would be the Saturn influence being maybe threatened by, you know, outsiders, people that are mad at them, wanting to do harm to those people that work for the FBI. 
That would be another, that'd be a very current example of what we're seeing in the news, at least in the headlines right now. Right. Um, Saturn Uranus generally upsets financial markets. That's a general thing to say. And again, I'm certainly not suggesting we're going to have this same thing, but happened that happened back in 1929 to 31. But that was a Saturn square Uranus energy. The stock market crash that occurred in 1929 happened under Saturn Uranus's watch. Right, that really signaled um, the Great Depression. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was all of 2021, which I think most of us felt, you know, a little financially insecure <laughs> about what was going on in 2021. Yeah. As you mentioned earlier, they're coming back together in a square. It's going to be like half a degree. They're going to get within half a degree of each other. And that is pretty much now. I, I've seen some people think, oh, it's just like September 17th to October 24th. I think that's a little tight orb. Yeah. I think we're seeing it. Uh, you know, the stock market's kind of not doing as well this past uh, week here, uh, you know, yeah. where we're seeing kind of losing some confidence. Interest rates are going to, looks like they're going to get bumped up again. Yeah. So it's a destabilizing energy. It destabilizes um, what used to be normal. Yeah. That's the Saturn, like the Saturn's the, the predictable. So it's like you come outside and for example, like I'm always going to see the stratosphere from my house, right? That's yes. very Saturn. I see it every day. It's going to be there. It's a structure. And so, you know, you have a Uranus come up against that and it's like, wow, Uranus could change that view that I have because it's a little, and that's obviously just an example, but yeah, Saturn yeah. is what, what we know day to day, the, what things that we can count on things that we can guarantee things that we've been raised with uh ideologies that we've we've always lived with and uranus says let's shake it up that's right and and because we're in election period here as we move to november this is definitely that period of time that there's going to be a lot more turmoil and a lot more clashing so to speak uranus saturn is traditionally associated with something being overthrown and again, we've spoken about this concept, but when we're under a collective energy like this is, someone oftentimes becomes the face of it. Mm -hmm. A world leader becomes the face of it. Oh, they threw him out or her out. He lost in a big way. It's a, it, it, we see those exaggerated stories and on some level, they kind of um, make peace with the energy. You know, we've had those discussions between the two of us that, okay, by having that big story in the news, does that make it easier for the rest of us? Because we can, we're taking sides on this story. Was it right? Was it wrong? Does it make it no. easier? But I just know it comes out. It comes out in the public sphere. No, absolutely. Like that's like, um, this is kind of off topic, but when we've seen the eclipses that mm -hmm. happen in cancer, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I'm speaking if I'm remembering this correctly, but we put it together that when we have eclipses and cancer, we're sitting in our homes mm -hmm. and we're watching something tragic play out on the TV. Oh, so like nine right. 11 happened under yeah. a cancer um, eclipse. And mm -hmm. then the killing of George Wallace happened under um, a cancer eclipse. Right. And in both incidences, right. We're like sitting in our homes in the comfort of our home. Better memory than I do. So yeah, that's the idea. Sitting in the comfort so, of our home, watching this play out. And so it's like, 
did they have to take the brunt of that energy, right? Because we all felt it on the collective because it was something that we all knew about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just examples of eclipses, but like you're saying, like there's kind of like a face of it that plays out the energy that trickles down to all of us and how it plays into our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we wanted to go back to the big Gemini, the loudest Gemini of them all, the Trump story, yeah, probably there's going to be some, some move, legal maneuvers going on in this window of challenging whether either, whichever way it goes, both of them are, they're at odds with each other, the yeah. old way and the new way. I just had to correct myself. I said, George Wallace, I meant George Floyd. <laughs> God, do Sorry. You know what? Sorry. <laughs> I just realized that. So my That's apologies. Funny, on that. I heard you say George Floyd, but you probably did say, yeah, George I think Floyd. I said George Wallace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, so, but on a personal note, again, for those that are maybe more directly um, going to be affected by this uh, stressful period from September through the end of October, uh, that would be if your birthday is, if you're a Taurus and specifically if your birthday is between May 8th to May 14th. Yeah. You've been feeling this. We're not saying watch out, something crazy is going to happen. I say you've been feeling it and maybe yeah. it's pretty obvious yeah. what is the change. Yeah. For Leo's August 10th to August 24th, um, mm-hmm. this would also be making an aspect to your son. Right. Right. For- Scorpios, mm-hmm. it'd be November 10th through the 17th. So if your birthday falls there, we're just saying your sun is taking the brunt of this Saturn Uranus energy. And that could be a force changed in your identity. Yeah. And then for Aquarians, uh, February 7th to February 14th. So I just missed that one. You just missed that I one, barely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you know your chart, again, your moon could be aspected. Uh, a specific planet could be aspected, but those are the dates that we definitely know that it would be aspecting your sun. So you might really um, relate to the examples that we were given about the structure of your life kind of being kicked out or overrode by this Uranus energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we covered quite a few topics today. We gave you some Good. more um, thoughts around that Mars in Gemini. We started talking about Mercury retrograde. And then of course we ended with the Uranus, uh, the final, if you will, Uranus Saturn square that's happening here next month. It's a lot, a it lot is. going on. Yeah. So uh, just as a reminder, if you are interested in taking our feng shui class next month, feel free to head to our websites to purchase your tickets there. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.